no matter where we face, we must face the moment of truth, baby. This advertisement is brought to you by First Pick App. First Pick is a mobile marketing platform that connects freelance photographers with paying clients. First Pick is easier than traditional online job board. By providing a seamless booking experience, photographers can manage new and upcoming projects effortlessly. We're not here just to capture an image, we're here to maintain it. Every photograph reinforces the aura and accumulation of nameless energies. Exposure doesn't pay your bills, get paid for your work. You can use First Pick at firstpickapp.com. Now this one, S-T-P-I-S-A-P-P.com. We on deck. Stereo Bros Podcast. We're back. Shout out to our sponsor and all that. First yeah, pick. sponsor. We out here. Um, it's your boy, PNL with a PSL. It's, Pat, it's pumpkin spice season. It's your boy, Patagonies and Lattes, man. Greetings, greetings, greetings. It's Hat Shep Suit. Hi, Azulon, what up, <laughs> Oh, man. Is someone's TV loud? I don't know. Let me make sure it's not my bag. I think we got a culprit. <laughs> oh, man. What a, what a week. What a week of life. Rest Sorry. in peace to RBG. A March Pisces going too soon. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just needed her to hold out until like February, but she held out as long as she could. She had a good long life and all that. Rest in peace to RBG. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Rest in peace. That's a that was just not the news that I think anyone wanted to hear prior to this whole election. It's just not the news. Uh so but yeah. rest in peace to that woman and uh you know, shout out to her. Very, very long legacy of, you know, just objective. What do you call that? Um, what is a good, what's the, how do you call good judging? Like, just Yeah, good, good jurisprudence. Mm-hmm. Suppose so, you know? Yeah. That's what I want to, that's what I would like to say. But wow, but wow. I just, I, you know, as we mourn, let us figure out ways to fight because that's what it's going to be. Let's not even like, you know, diddly daddly or like pause about like what needs to happen now. Like, yeah, we know now. Yeah. Vote. Vote. And if you see McConnell snuff him. (laughs) Turtle ass. He looks um, like a turtle. Yeah, he, you know, he's trash with a baggy suit. But um, yeah, rest in peace to RBG and other you know troubling news. Um, a woman said she don't cook and she don't clean, but she still got a ring. But that couldn't offset the issue <laughs> he had with her man. And um, yes. Cardi B and Offset seem to be headed towards divorce. Um, listen, I'm not. I'm not, I'm here for black love, okay? Me too. And, Me too. and listen, um, I rewatched the video and heard the song. Megan Stallion's an attractive woman. You know, she's quite uh, vibracious with her movements and she's quite voluptuous. Um, although she's tall, you know, she's in style for the fall, so. It all works. In style for the fall. Help us. Help us, somebody. <laughs> Help us. I guess this all begs the question, how much do we care about, like, celebrity divorces and the messiness that surrounds it? You know what I mean? This is like mm-hmm. the second recent situation where you can see that there's, like, a, a super public involvement in somebody's relationship and I don't even pretend to know what it's like to have like your comments filled up all day with people chatting and giving their uh-huh. opinion about your life and 
I can't imagine opening up my social media apps and it's like hundreds of thousands of comments, people just talking crazy. But at the same time, is this the thing that we should be talking about right now in light of RBG passing away and all the other things we got going on? Like, why is this being pushed so high to the forefront? I mean, uh, he's popular. They're both popular. And that's what people do is talk about pop culture. That's what we sit here and do. Like, I just think it's natural for people to discuss things that are going on. Same way, like, in your circle, if you heard so-and-so got a divorce, you'd be like, girl, did you hear? You know what I mean? And I think to a point, sometimes people feel like they know these people. They've been following. They're like... I just saw her playing with culture. They just had a party for culture uh-huh. a couple months ago. <laughs> I, I was the you uh-huh. know? But uh-huh. that's how you feel because you, like, you see little bits of people's lives and you feel like, you know, you kind of might know what's going on. I mean, uh-huh. I don't know why they broke up. I mean, if that's what she even felt she needed to do, good for her. I don't believe in people staying in situations that, do, that don't serve them. You know, yeah, he made a fool of that girl at least once or twice. We don't know why, but I mean, I like he's embarrassed her publicly, and maybe she don't want to be embarrassed no more. But more power to her. And they're young; they got married very young. You know, like uh-huh. I don't, I, 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 I think Cardi seems like she's a little bit of a romantic, and you know, maybe she'll go and you know yuck it up with the girls for a little bit but she probably <laughs> for a new boo soon mm-hmm. yeah i'm glad you said the piece about not staying in something that wasn't like making her happy because i i don't keep up with them but if they are i mean whenever they're in the news it's usually because he's cheated and and video came out or some girl you know on like put up some pictures or something in the case so, like i feel like you know um it's I think it's fair for her to be like, I don't want to do this anymore if it's costing me my sanity because you keep cheating. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you keep cheating. And I don't know if she is, but if she She's is. Like, too. Who's uh, Cardi, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't, right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know um, what she may have done, but, you know, celebrities are marketed to us in a way that makes us emotionally connected to them anyway. So it's not even anyone's fault that they're wrapped up in their lives. You've been sold. They've been sold to you that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But whatever the situation is, I hope that, you know, it works out for her and for that baby that grew up, you know, that was as a product of this marriage. Um, I don't see them slandering each other, but it is kind of sad that they didn't make it. You know, they seemed like the hood couple that, that everyone was rooting for, but this nigga just couldn't stop cheating. Like, I don't... Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. I mean, is it really alleged? <laughs> I haven't is seen it really? that he cheated. This time? Yeah, or like, ever. Don't know that. We don't know that. The one thing I this say this time that, or ever. What do you mean? Like, what time. do we not know this time? This oh, okay. I will I mean, say that the only thing for me that is a little troublesome is that I don't want the Cardi McGrady to feel like they can't get married now if her WAP couldn't keep him. That now all of a sudden it's over for you know marriages all over because she has a certain type of following mm-hmm. and a certain type of influence. And mm-hmm. I feel like if she said tomorrow that, you know, love will prevail, people will keep their faith. If she said tomorrow, after marriage, I think a lot of people would to that. I don't, I don't think she will. I think she will support it. I honestly, I mean, as much as, you know, people will be like, oh, what happened? Cardi is a woman of uh, many morals and values. Like, there, I feel like she takes stances on things that other people are afraid to like she will speak her mind about she she's very strong about god and her faith and praying and 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 wishing things into her life and speaking things into her into her life i've heard her talk about 
her, you know, her political views clearly. And I've heard her talk about, you know, her man, like being in a marriage, being, being faithful, having a family. She keeps her close family around her. She's very close to her sisters and her mother. And you know what I mean? Like, I feel like certain family values come across and I, although it might be in a very ratchet way, I do think that, you know, at the core of it, those are the things that she kind of believes in. Does that make sense? I could be. It does, no, it does make sense. Examining, you know. It does make sense. It does make sense. Whether she's able to articulate her, her perspectives on those very same things or not, I can, it is kind of clear that she is very family oriented and she has a vested interest in her community with whatever work that she's taken up in terms of trying to get people to vote and stuff. So I, I can see that. You know, I can see that. I don't know if uh, her, well, you know what? Her influence over me isn't, isn't one that is like now, now I'm evaluating whether or not I I can sustain a relationship because (laughs) hers is over. I don't think think that is happening to me, but, but I mean, is this, is her leaving offset going to shape something? Sure. It might. I mean, I mean, yeah, she's someone who's leaving her relationship. I think the why as to why she's leaving her relationship is going to be really huge. Um, A a big indicator for some people about what they should tolerate for themselves as well. But I I don't know. It's not always the end of the world for everybody. I mean, like... Definitely. She's young. They're, like, still in their, like, late 20s. Yeah. Right, but I'm saying, like, a cheat here and there, just, like, how many, like, how many folks... Got fathers with two, three families. Like, okay, this isn't the 19 fucking 70s, okay? Oh, please, please. I saw all the memes. They was like, Offset should have stayed home and been a stay at home dad. All he had to do was keep his shit to himself. He would have been chilling. This girl got money. She don't need to be worrying about some man going out and doing what he got to do. Cause right. Himself. Yeah, the funniest one I saw was that, um, sorry, Offset. They only made one Rashida. Oh, I did see that. Oh. I, did see that. I did see that. What? The slander. I, I did see that. I did see that post. But like, you know, you know I don't know. Cardi, listen, if you need like a stand-up guy, I can send you an alpha. I know several. Mm. Um, yeah, you're welcome. But it's so <laughs> but it's now, you know, entering the most important season of our year, to me at least, the fall Mm -hmm. season, Mm -hmm. um, for two reasons. I can wear my good sweaters and drink my pumpkin spice lattes. Mm -hmm. Also, cuffing season, preseason is officially underway. In light of this pandemic going on, I need to help instruct the good guys out there on how to protect their wallets and hearts, as usual, from the heathens or the uh, brunt scammers, the stimulus check stealers, the uh, pumpkin spice latte pa- uh, poachers. Yeah, you know I mean, like the chicken's gonna want to eat your French fries and no. then not share her onion rings. <laughs> so, well, these people need to be focused. It is COVID. You will not be bouncing around to one and two and three houses. I shall not be bouncing around during a pandemic. That's why... There needs to be exclusivity. These women need to stop trying to juggle multiple dudes and just, like, treat a good guy the way you need to be treated. Like, stop having the good guy on the side while hanging out with the scammers on the weekends and going to Atlanta for a weekend and popping bottles with scammers and all that. Is that what they're doing? Allegedly. So I see on the internet. Um, But... (laughs) The main thing I want to give to guys is a, a few ways to tell that she is trying to keep you on her COVID roster and she's not worth your time. The first is if you ask her to make plans and she says anything but yes, that's a sign that she is on some bullshit. What? Or we'll see, or I'm not sure. What if, she, what if she recently went to a family gathering and didn't feel comfortable being around people and she just wants to quarantine for a few days before she co- goes out and exposes herself? If you offer like a Zoom date or like a walk and she's like, 
fucking my Jill Scott, then you know that she's not really on that type of time. You know what I mean? Like, if you go over her Skype date and, like, you, you door dash her some food and she's like, oh, no, no thanks, or we'll see, or listen, my rule of thumb has always been if the answer is anything but yes, like, call somebody else, bro. But I think that's stronger now in these COVID times because part of the pandemic is being caused by women feeling like they can move around here and juggle multiple dudes' hearts. And that's weakening their immune systems. And as a result, cats is getting more sick. So Not their immune systems. What I want to do is <laughs> make sure that the good guys keep winning. Listen, shout out to all the February Pisces. You know, we are particularly vulnerable to broken hearts and things like that. So I got to make sure that I look out. Yeah, you know I mean, so that's tip number one. If the answer to you trying to holler her is anything, or like to like make plans, if the answer is anything but yes, fall back. Number Same two, for Same for you, ladies. Well, well, please. No, no, it, it's, please. My, it's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> number two is <laughs> no. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't get a response for hours. And she hits you with the, oh, I fell asleep, or I'm just seeing this. Chances are she was sleeping on another man or woman, and she's sleeping on you. Those now, are look, not the chances. This is COVID. This is yes. This is what's happening. Yes, she works. What are you talking if about? MTA, if she don't work for the MTA or a job where she can't have a phone next to her, she's doing you dirty, bro. And number what? three... Number three is that if she asks you to send her money to pay a bill or to sponsor her kid, as we said episodes ago, like she asks you for cash monies, but not trying to give you any of her time when she's being like inconsistent with her responses, but only consistent when she needs something from you, like money. She's trying to use you, bro. Like she's only hitting you up for food or for money. Steer clear. Stand clear to closing doors. This train is going on out. So... That's my primer for now. I'll add more as we get through the fall. Wow. Wow. Such science. Thank you for your list. I had no idea. It's my civic duty. I had never seen the connection between the immune system and uh, alleged brunch scamming. It's my civic duty. (laughs) It means my civic duty. Amazing. Amazing. I would say for the women, for the lady friends during this COVID cuffing season that's upon us, that, you know, it is your right to say, let me say, let me sit with something real quick before you agree to, uh, you know, virtually dating anyone. You know what I mean? (laughs) Um, Because you too, your immune system is also at, I guess, according to the science that uh, PNL just gave us, your immune system is also subject to being compromised should you be in the wrong company. So you should probably take your time deciding for real, for real, if you want to virtually date anyone, DoorDash or not. But, um, but honestly, if I had anything else for this COVID cuffing season, any, any tips really? I mean, it's kind of strange because we've never been in no atmosphere like this before. And, and trying to date in it is, I think this is the first mm-hmm. that we're seeing. I think what we were trying to do in the spring and summer was trying to get people not to be irresponsible with maybe people they already had in there. Um, you know, maybe some of you might have met right before the world sh- outside shut down. But, you know, now, you know, you've been outside for a little bit and now you're going back inside and we want to be, we want to be smart here because flu season is waiting at the tail of September. Like It's waiting at the end. I don't know. I think that you guys, like you guys, I'm saying you guys, like I'm not in the world too, but like, I think that it just needs to be a little bit more. um, I think we need to stay selective, you know, very selective. I think that we can't, um, especially not now with the, the newer flu season on the, on the, on the brink. I don't think it's wise to be like, all right, I'm going to build my roster. I don't, I don't think that that's, this is, I don't think we're seeing a cuffing season like this, like the past days, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's any roster building. I think if you were fortunate enough to secure something in the, in the partially open weeks that we've had, then you can go extra hard in the vetting, but <laughs> 
you know, for the next two weeks, but I don't think that you need to be adding anything crazy to the roster right now. This is, this isn't it. Two weeks, we should have it narrowed down to two. Yeah. No outdoor dating. Where are you going to meet people? You you can't go outside, it's about to be cold. Where are you Inside? You going to be indoors with strangers? Why not? Some people don't mind. One wholesome fella. Why not just one wholesome guy? One, I'm just saying, they got to narrow it down. You talking about rosters, like. Uh, I mean, as a former general manager a long time ago, it sickens me. general manager. It sickens <laughs> me when women talk of rosters because then I feel like they're marginalizing men and they're also selling themselves short. So when women try to get on that, she's got a habit type flow. Um, the it's hate un- for it's a- that show. Wow. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> fellas, that's my, my early guide. Has Shep suit and Jazzy's head stuff too, but listen, Kings, <laughs> protect, your, <laughs> protect your, your stimulus checks and protect your hearts because it's a filthy world out here. And these chicks will do you dirty and then go get an antibody test and not even tell you. So be careful. <laughs> you climb all over the place. Yo, Jazzy, what are we involved in this evening? What is this? An antibody test? Are people meeting Listen. up with their test results like y'all Like I just don't yeah. want dudes chasing the chicks that's down, you know, couch surfing in Atlanta one weekend with scammers and then they come back and give you COVID. But then what would be the different way? What if that person was like, look, before I see you, you got to go take a test. Like these, I just took a test to go away. You could get them at the, the health clinic. Like mm. you can pay for mine. So what's the difference of being like, yo, go take your test. If you good and you come with the results, then we can meet up. In the words of a wise man from, thank you some China. Key that open open lock many times, not as good as lock the open key once. Like I said that I said that a long time ago too. No, not not so long ago. Two weeks ago, it's fine. (laughs) Um I just want guys to be safe during COVID. And I want the ladies to be safe too. Like it's okay to to you know invest in a good king. And there's a lot of us out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of women complaining about being single while still entertaining you know the wrong type of guy so uh-huh. women need to do more to protect their peace and give a peace to the good guys chicka, chicka. look at that you know what you know what i think is, is underrated i think that like um maybe i don't know if how if people are already doing this but i feel like you're going into this new cuffing season you should probably lead in with like the things you've learned about yourself in this pandemic I feel like that would that would speed you along to a connection a little a lot faster well, like, than like like first conversation like you ask somebody. Think yeah, I think I, well, we're, well, we're we're saying in two weeks you need to narrow it down, right? So like, how do you narrow it down? I think having some meaningful conversation would allow you to to narrow it down, would it not? And Let part of that conversation should probably be, yo, in this time I've discovered X, Y, well, and Z. And a woman told me during this time, or well, she asked me so during the. Pandemic, what have you learned about yourself? Yeah. I'm probably never calling her again. Like Really? <laughs> Why? Like on the first conversation? Nah, be well, like, f- well, maybe not the first, but I'm talking about narrowing it down, right? I feel like I feel like because we don't really know when the end date on this is gonna be. We don't know what the fall is gonna give us either. And I mean, clearly outside is is crazy. You know, we just lost RGB, like like you know, it's it's outside is a little strange. So I feel like I think the key question: well. is How often do you wash your hands, and how many masks do you own? What? That's like no, we are about to be on lockdown. If you're gonna be spending time with somebody and all up in their space, you want to know that like you can enjoy their company. We're facing uh, a race war. Trump about to hold us under fucking, you know, who knows what is coming. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't realize. Who you want to be in your bunker with? Right. Somebody that knows themselves? Tell them. Tell them, Jazzy. <laughs> Better grip up. 
That's a fact too. That's a fact too. But yeah, I would I would think that that would expedite the the you know getting to know situation. If somebody was to be able to say, hey, you know, during all this time, I reckon, I learned this, or I taught myself this, or I learned how to do that. Like I feel like some of that should you know. Are you prepared for the apocalypse? How can you assist? <laughs> That's a good question. How can you assist us in getting to safety? What can you offer? Do you have dual citizenship? Oh, do, do you have like like what what can you bring to the table? Maybe dual citizenship is it. Talk talk the talk. Talk the things. Can you get us out of here? Because shit you is looking the fuck up shit is here. looking bleak hey. over here. What big <laughs> words do you know? What what words do you know? Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book. (laughs) That was great. Thank you. That was great. So, are we ready for the woke word or whatever? Today's woke word is grok. Everyone say it with me. Grok. 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 Beautiful. It's spelled G-R-O-K. And yeah. Uh, And it's defined, its definition is to understand something so completely that it becomes a part of oneself. Now, following the last woke word that we did, there was just some conversation around the word. I liked it a little bit and I think it went really well. So I wanted to be able to pick a word that I think spoke to the culture or spoke to some of the things that we're experiencing these days. And grok uh, seemed to be the a fitting word for me. Um, it's definition of understanding something so completely that be, it becomes part of oneself, I think is um, something that comes up when I think of the two party system that we got and this election that we're facing in November, that uh, platforms have become the identity of groups. Um, I'm not sure what came first, but what we can definitely say are there's some people who have, um, Trump's ideals or conservative ideals or liberal ideas have become their very own identity to the point where we're seeing, you know, violence in the streets. We're seeing, you know what I mean? At, at protests and things of that nature. And I'm curious, you know, um, before we try to use it in a sentence, I guess, I'm just curious of, I don't even know if we should, but I'm just curious uh, about like how, how we, should mitigate some of that because I think complete absorption being able to empathize so much with a platform that it is a part of your being now might be a little problematic. And it's, it's, it's looking that way, especially as things get tense and move towards November. So have you guys found yourselves in a situation where maybe you've empathized with something so much it's become part of your, your very like being or no? That's a very deep question. Yeah, I think <laughs> I emphasize with pumpkin spice to the point where it's like a part of me. And I mean, like, <laughs> I live it because even now I'm doing pumpkin bread, pumpkin muffins, mm. pumpkin. Um, next I'm next I'm going to be doing. Um, more pumpkin stuff. So, yeah, like pumpkin pie. Like, I fuck with pumpkin. You know what I mean? Pumpkin, oh, okay. Pumpkin. Well, that's odd. I mean, I want to <laughs> say yes, but I feel like I'm always to the point where I, I, I'm very adaptable. So, I feel uh-huh. like I'm always willing to change my mind on things. So, uh-huh, nothing uh-huh. Really is, it may make an impact, but I don't know if it is intrinsically me. If right. That, if that makes right. sense. Because I don't know if the word implies that it's intrinsically you. I think it implies that, like, you just you just associate, you just empathize so much with this one ideal that you've adopted it, whether whether you know you've adopted it mm-hmm. or not, you know. And and, and the first I, the, the first uh, example that came up to me was like conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. and how much that is actually impacting whether or not people take the pandemic seriously. Mm-hmm. It's impacting whether or not people believe, you know, the, any system is going to work for them. Like, you know what I mean? I just, I think that, um, 
whether we know it or not, a lot of these uh, ideas that are kind of floating around in the main space, we, a, a number of us have adopted them where they are dictating how we show up. No, that, that's and, very yeah. true. Okay, yeah. I've adopt, adopted that uh, coronavirus is airborne and a mask will protect me <laughs> to some degree. Yeah from catching or spreading this virus. Mm -hmm. And it is mind boggling that others are not on the same page. And, you know, like seeing it is very, I mean, I guess you, you hear people's thoughts on it, you know, when it, when it's situationally, like I was, um, I went on vacation and while I was in the water, I was talking to this older white gentleman from Florida and Mm -hmm. I, I came through Florida and the 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 mass policy is not being enforced as yeah. well, except in the airport but like on the streets it is like really. you know not really like people doing whatever they want right so uh. to to contrast that to new york and then i was like in in antigua for a week and like you had to wear your mask on the plane as soon as you got off all the all the people were like masked up from head to toe in uh-huh. their you know medical gear their scrubs everywhere uh-huh. you know, people have on masks so it's like clearly these people have bought into the idea of wearing a mask to protect the spread and it's uh-huh. for them they have a, a population of maybe about 80,000 to 90,000, but uh-huh. they had 95 cases, 90, uh. 90 people have recovered. But you can see it's because people are taking precautions. They're washing their hands before they go in the supermarket. Like these little, you know, um, I guess practices have like saved them. So I don't understand why, you know, like... People aren't like other like, people well, aren't. Like science is right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and why aren't people, other people, buying in? So that is what? a cause I'm empathetic to. Sorry, I was, I, I lost track of my thought, but I got no, it. no. I think that was a really yeah. good example because it, it is, it is, it is. It is in alignment with the word. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like being intuitively and, and emotionally connected to a thing so much that you put it in your life. It makes sense because there are people who are doing the complete converse for them. You know, Fauci is a fraud. The CDC right. is lying, you know, and these, these entities don't necessarily help themselves by changing the information every so often either. Mm-hmm. But, um, but at the same time, like I do, I do think that, don't you see how appropriate the word is? I think there's so many, (laughs) so many people who are living so many different realities and they're all smashing up against each other. You don't feel like the pandemic's real. So you don't take any precaution, but then you're like, for the people who are, you're actually increasing this risk of exposure, you know, like I, I don't know, but it's pumpkins for P&L. And it's, it's the pandemic for you. <laughs> Factory. So that was the word. Guap. Thank you for the enlightenment. Thank you. <laughs> so now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, new music. New music. My new music this week is from an up-and-coming artist from Syracuse, New York, named Tusi. Uh... He has that soulful song cry, heartbroken type vibe in a lot of his songs. Um, but he, he actually makes like a lot of like very introspective music. This song is off his project from last year. It's called Pesos. Here's that. Diamonds they never flow, you see. I spent a hundred tens on my jeans. Probably still automatic, say P. I'ma go plain Jane for the meat. Call me now, hide it under my seat. Soon as I pull up, we clean the scene. Nigga, I'm about pesos. Real nigga with a J go Boom boom you lay low Neck piece that's a rainbow Diamonds dance they tango Big knot in the cane flow Pockets fat for the main row Big boss got say so A rich nigga need like six figures for the pull off Ain't my shit on your bitch nigga Hey, okay. So I wanted to introduce this song before um, And I, I had other picks So I'm gonna do this now <laughs> I <laughs> uh, nighttime by Russ. Um, I think he sa- he sampled Miss Fenty 
in this in this track and i really dig it a lot i think it's smooth vibes i hope y'all enjoy it here it goes we gonna let that shit die tonight do you understand my love please don't look at me and shrug i've been trying more than ever if this doesn't last forever let's respect the time we did help each other through our shit yeah songs and I still haven't picked okay I'm gonna pick um <laughs> I'm gonna go with summer 2020 by Janae Aiko oh that's good yeah and it's because it's the end of summer and yeah, yeah we did it we did it. we did it she had a really good song on that sorry go ahead no that there it is <laughs> and I feel like sometimes I cry cause I feel so Sorry, sorry, cut you off. I was gonna say she had a really good song on that album. Um, that whole album's good. That project no, is good. This is one song I like where she was just like, "I just don't know." Damn it! It'll come to me later, but it's like the best song on the album to me. If I hear it, I'll know it. Um, it's not Pussy Fairy. It's uh, hmm. It's not pray for you. Is that a few? Let me pull it up. I almost, I almost want to guess. <laughs> um, Charlemagne and Joe Button and their situation. Um, for those that haven't been following it, basically Joe Button left Spotify. His podcast was there exclusively. Um, he left. And there was rumors that he wanted a ton of money and was being unreasonable with his contract negotiations. Charlemagne said that Joe Button's basically doing bad business. Joe Button said, you don't own anything, so just like fall back from these kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. And he spiraled to uh, Andrew Schultz and other people talking about Joe Button. And then Joe Button got on his podcast and said, stop talking about me like you guys aren't qualified. And then Charlemagne announced that he created like a new network at Spotify of like black podcast and Joe Button was like you don't own any of that so don't really feel like you can take credit for it because it's not really your creation like you're basically getting half of something that you don't own and that can still be taken away from you and you've been at for 10 years and you still don't have any real ownership of it mm-hmm. so it goes back to that whole conversation that Dean Dash had a few years ago on the Breakfast Club about ownership and it ties into what Kanye is saying now and Kanye even posted mm-hmm. it his contract yep. on, on Twitter. And um, the whole Joe Budden and Charlemagne thing, I mean, they got personal history. I will say, though, that I'm happy these conversations are happening because I think we're in a position to where we need to take back our culture and our artists need to finally get paid for their craft while they're alive. Mm-hmm. Often, mm-hmm. greats in this business pay for some executive who knows nothing about the culture to put their kids in college and they don't really reap the benefits of their reward. Like starving artists, that term I think came from our culture because a lot of our artists, singers, rappers, don't really get paid because most recording contracts are set up to keep people in perpetual debt. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of times they sign away ownership of their IP for you know a quick bag and then they don't know that they're forever trying to recoup that that loan, basically. And, you know, there's always a fee. Because everything that you do to a label that they pay up front for, you got to pay back. So if they give you an advance, you got to sell enough records to pay back that amount. But then on top of that, to sell the record, you know, there's marketing, there's um, radio promo tours. They have to pay for radio spins. 
So if your album costs two million to make and you get an advance of five hundred thousand, you're two point five million dollars in the hole before you can see any kind uh-huh. of money. Uh-huh. and if they own most of the publishing and things like that, you're not even getting paid off of your craft enough to pay them back that quickly. And they keep you in debt. The next album will give you another five hundred thousand, but it's the same thing again, right? So um I'm happy that these conversations are happening because too often people are profiting, like they're not doing anything. Like they're mm-hmm. literally profiting off of creatives. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that more creatives get creative in how they manage their IP such that there's less conversations about ownership and more mm-hmm. conversations around distribution and control. So mm-hmm. I mean, I- it's good that they broke. I I regularly listen to Joe Budden's podcast, and so I felt like he did a good job of breaking down what it's hard for people to see in terms of the value, especially when podcasting. And I think he made a, a lot of good points about the landscape being different now than it was years ago when he made the actual contract. Because at that time, you know, you had a lot of people with different shows, but it wasn't like popular people like celebrities. Michelle Obama got a podcast, you know, what yeah. I mean? like, it's now so commodified, but then people still don't understand what the commodity is. And I think him showing like the commodity is basically the people that you bring to the forum. Like we are the product. And like we were talking before about that um, documentary, The Social Dilemma. Oh, yeah. And, you know, basically, you know, the Khalil uh, PNL's problem. Uh, his 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 biggest uh, thing with it was like them trying to change your emotions and stuff. But I think just like the data mining that they get from it is like what is driving capitalism right now, and and basically where these these um, platforms are getting their money from is from advertisers that just want access to the data that they have. So Spotify, a SoundCloud, or whatever, they're selling us. Right, uh-huh. like they're selling the people that are coming to to the platform, and I think that it's important that you know if you have a podcast, even if you just create whatever talent you you or content, like he was saying, is like you know what the value of that content is, and I uh-huh. think it's these discussions that kind of allow us to parse out exactly how how the business is being made and like what direction it's going in. So I appreciate uh-huh. the conversation, if nothing. I haven't heard, and that's the thing is like, for everything that I heard Joe Budden talking about, it wasn't that I heard Charlemagne coming back with any facts or theories or any counter to anything that he had to say. And I mean, outside of like, Oh, I got, you know, his announcement of his new show or his new, you know, thing. But there wasn't any education in it. It wasn't any Uh real discussion in his comeback. So, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think Joe Budden is, um, he's problematic for so many reasons, but not in this particular case. (laughs) Not in this particular case. I think that, like, Charlemagne, although he's had a lot of media experience with being, um, you know, instrumental in Wendy's, you know, Wendy's show back when it was on the radio and all kinds of stuff, I think that... um, I think that he's missing the point. I think that um, Charlemagne's missing the point of what Joe Budden is actually trying to say. Because there's a tremendous value in in podcasting, right? Like, it's essentially perspectives. It's essentially, like, just community, right? Like, there are people who build around a show who might find their ideals aligned with whatever it is that the show is, 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 um, is, uh, perched on whatever their their foundations are and i think that that's incredibly valuable look at how look at how um for example look at the how the verses right just started up during covid just to bring people some mm-hmm. kind of peace during all this and now uh kamala was on mm-hmm. somebody's verses talking about hey shout out you didn't think that was because she just wanted to pop in on the verses no it wasn't it's be she paid for that. Like, <laughs> we're not dumb. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every time that the verses they say vote at the end, you don't think that there's somebody paying for you to mm-hmm. for you to say vote. 
Mm-hmm. So, like, I think Joe Budden isn't wrong in saying, hey, here's another product. It's just like a song. Mm-hmm. It's just like a record. You know what I mean? Here's another product that that I've created, the the, the mixture of, um, of guests, you know, our subject matter. This is something I've created, and I want full, you know, control over it. And yay, even though yay, people, people keep thinking that yay is, like, crazy he's just a terrible communicator that man was he's all of those tweets today that came out about contracts and such genius it's genius you know what i mean like and and it's all necessary because it's it's stuff we've been watching diddy do it to other black people for years these contracts are terrible mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i applaud joe budden for saying like this is my this is my shit and i want to own it don't get nick cannon Cause that's what Charlemagne looks like. He's on the road to do create a bunch of shit that becomes mad valuable for the platform. And mm-hmm. then ha- you have no actual control over it. And, and then you're fire you. Or right. Right. And they well, can I fire you whenever forget. you want. I'm telling you my Twitter beef I had with him before. I'm like, y'all are saying things cause of your sponsors and mm-hmm. you're, and you're, and you're presenting a certain, you know, a viewpoint because of the people that are paying you. And you, when you look at a platform like Joe Budden's is like, he trashed Spotify on his own podcast and <laughs> he had to hear that shit. Yeah. Where he yeah. trashed them. Like, yeah. I was wondering where all this smoke with Tahiri and all this stuff was coming from. And I'm like, oh, you pissed you know, somebody off with this. NBC. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not NBC. Maybe not NBC. You, but, know, you know how it goes. But I understand what's happening here. You want to leave me? <laughs> I bet you nobody wants that ass when I'm done with you. That's what... <laughs> That's what we're looking at. Like, okay, can we talk about one thing? I don't have a pet, right? But I remember him saying this line about him relieving his dog when he said it in real time. And I was not offended by it. I don't know that at all. I never, well, I didn't listen to, I don't have a long history of listening to his pod. So I don't know. He made it seem like the dog was, you know, backed up. And he didn't want the dog to be uncomfortable. Pump, pump, pump a pup. <laughs> so he jerks his dog off? That's what he, it was implied that wow. he did that. Yeah, no. Go get pump, your dog, pump, a dog pump. of the opposite sex, and just let. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd be jerking a dog off. But, you know, different right. dogs for different folks. But I'm pump. Right, literally, right? Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, last topic is um, Christopher (laughs) Columbus of the Caribbean. Well, part two of the Caribbean. Uh, Some whining white dude that y'all propped up as the second coming of, uh, I don't know. I've never been big on celebrating any and everybody in our culture, but apparently there's some whining guy that goes to (laughs) carnivals and think they called them white chocolate and he did a couple of interviews but he was just like he paved the way for whining to be cool and people felt offended but my bigger feeling of being offended was the fact that he was propped up in the first place mm-hmm. so as an outsider in that kind of culture i just think that within our cultures this is kind of spillover for us as a people generally i think we're too accepting of people into our cultures i'm not saying people can't participate Right, Adele, let her sing. Let uh, Calvin Scott is that his name? Calvin. Oh, the the white chocolate guy. Oh no, like a different dude that sings. Like they can be participants, mm-hmm. but they should not be propped up. Oh yeah. Sense of like like Adele shouldn't be bigger than Jill Scott. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't be bigger than Jasmine Sullivan. She shouldn't be bigger than like all those singers. The same way Sam Smith shouldn't be bigger than Frank Ocean. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. too often we give people, like, why is Iggy Azalea bigger than Azalea Banks, right? It's just like we give people our platforms and our culture and we're overjoyed that they can participate. Oh, my gosh, she can rap or he's so cool or he can really whine. Mm-hmm. But if the shoe's another foot and you could really, you know, do the Sadie Hawkins or Square Dance, they're not celebrating that shit. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like we barely uh-huh. got somebody in NASCAR. So I think this should be a wake up call for us to be like, listen, like he can go to carnival and he can get his wine on, but we're not propping him up and following him and making him feel important because he's participating. You can be uh-huh. a participant, but that's where the buck should stop. Uh-huh. I think the big, the, like, I think it's in addition to what you said, because I don't, I haven't detected anything, any falsehoods in what you just said there, PNL, but I think that like, it's the co-signing for me. You know what I'm saying? This man didn't just come in here whining on his own. St. Lucia had, you know, was, was, was where we, everyone thought he was from. Mm-hmm. So he was getting a pass because the Lucians and whoever had the information that he was from St. Lucia was like, well, you know, people in the Caribbean could be, you know, um, white and whatever. You know, there, there are, there are well, white Grenadians. Yeah, but everyone thought that he was from St. Lucia. He has seven five eight the zip in his in his bio and everything, so like the 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 running story for a long time was that he was from Saint Lucia, but this is someone who just visited the Caribbean a few times, loved it, you know, learned how to wine, and then just kind of went to the races with with the whining. But he had to have been co-signed, you know what I mean? But and it's not like the 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 Jessica Crubs, the racial dolezals. Yeah. I didn't know that aspect of it. I just thought he was a British dude. That was a British dude. all over the place, and people mm-hmm. was like, "Go white boy!" But I didn't know he was claiming Saint Lucia. That's, yeah, that's that's that's, that's, that's wild. A really, yeah, when my when my um when my and I don't know if if um, well I can't say that I don't know if he was claiming it because he definitely does have the whole seven five eight. If you go if you ever go to his page and you you look mm-hmm. at the apology thing that he put out or whatever, mm-hmm. that there's a bunch of angry Saint Lucians in there that are just like. <laughs> take 758 out of your bio and uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And when my line, I remember seeing this man years ago mm-hmm. and, you know, we all, my license was like, well, I think he's St. Lucian because that was just a running story around him that uh-huh. he was St. Lucian. And, you know, I think that for me personally, this is kind of like, this is a, a situation I think black people find ourselves in all the time, whether you're uh, African-American, Caribbean, a- African, where, Everyone is not on the same page, right? And in many ways, that's okay, right? Because some people, they just here for a vibe. Like, the carnival is a vibe. Anyone can participate. Anybody can, you know, and if you do a really good job, then you're celebrated in, 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 your, in, your, in your whatlessness, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, for that well, man to have felt that. so comfortable. Right. But, but mass camps are paying people like him to show up, right? Like he's getting he's getting money to be a model for some mask for band camps and stuff. So your gatekeepers to this community see value in having this man who is white, you know, per, like kind of perpetuate the culture because it gives them a certain air of like exclusivity or like superiority. And that's some really sick shit when you think about it. But the co-signing from the the gatekeepers in our own communities are the ones that probably need to be on this pod, you know, trying to collect the message because it's their doing. You know what I mean? Because it, it, I just think it's their doing. It's no different than, you know, and, and I don't want to sway us too much, but it's no different than when you see like a white, you know, alpha uh, uh, tr- doing a train. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is the flyest. I have never heard a whistle blown like that. It's like, it's the same train. Every, every brown or black alpha has been doing since 1906. It's not different because this white man is doing it, but we always kind of revere it like it's something special. Even if the train is basic. Mm-hmm. Even if it's basic, or my profiles would say, there's gravy in his train. Even if there's gravy in the train. It is it is something special because the person doing it is white. And I think we just really need to check, you know, what our relationship to seeing a white person do something we already do and elevating that above ourselves. Like that kind of psychology is a bit warped. Like, I, I think sometimes like especially in like like you said, like with, with like the blue eyed soul, there yeah. can blame capitalism for elevating it, right? Because yeah. all right, they know it's gonna sell to a wider audience. Yeah. They're gonna get more money and maybe these people have more they're just not even more disposable income, but just there's just more of a population of them, right? Mm-hmm. I at least in America, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that 
like you made a good point about people accepting it and 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 kind of co-signing it Mm -hmm. by elevating it because it's like we're accepting like come like come join the party like yeah we know this shit is fly like over here like i don't i don't fault you for loving it and enjoying it i think the border is like when you claim it and uh pnl made a good point like this is colonialism (laughs) like this is what the fuck they do. Do and, this is what they do, and try to make it seem like they they founded it. Did you see this man's apology? Did you see his apology? It was a joke. It was a joke. Your man was like, I noticed there were no influencers in like the Caribbean, the Caribbean. That's you. Uh, and we were like, there are no influences. Are you kidding? There's so many people who are like elevating Caribbean culture, not even in recent days, but I mean for like, years now. I have way more followers than you. Like what like what are you talking about? You thought that, you know what, I'm just gonna find a whole nother niche to be an influencer in. Cause it was all about money for you. And that is always the problem. Like, like and I found cool. myself and he wasn't cool in his own network. It's the same thing with these, like I saw today on the, on YouTube. A dude in San Diego did a comparison between a chopped cheese and a Philly cheesesteak. Fam, like, yeah, pack like pack it up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I've I've had an authentic chopped cheese sandwich From and where? an authentic Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Boy, Damn, if you ain't go to Max's in Philadelphia, if you ain't go to Max's in Philadelphia and you're not comparing it to a chopped cheese in Harlem, we don't want to hear what you got to say. That's it. <laughs> and now that is just like. When you go to Philly, if you, I went to Philly and I, and I went to a spot and I was like, hey, let me get a Philly cheesesteak. And it was like, listen, New York, you're in Philly. I'm not saying a Philly cheesesteak. Just say, you know, cheese whiz or I'm like, okay, let me get a Philly cheesesteak, please. And, and the dude didn't want to serve me. <laughs> but um, I think that you, like, I agree. And I think that we have to stop, like, we got to really embrace all the dopeness in our culture, whether it be a chopped cheese or, mm-hmm. um, you know, bacon, egg and cheese. And we got to really like hold tighter to that kind of stuff because if we don't, people will keep coming to places like New York and, mm-hmm. to the Caribbean mm-hmm. and then trying to stake their claim or like put their cool on it and then put out articles like, oh, New York is dead. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Part of what it is is because we're not, we're so busy infighting like Joe Budden and Charlemagne that we're not <laughs> doing enough to like control our own cool. On mm-hmm. the Ooh, control your cool. Mm. Put it be, on a shirt. That may be <laughs> title of the episode, but control your on, cool, the, on the um, micro level, there's a ton of pockets like, you know, the Kwanzaa Crawls or like the melanin projects mm-hmm. you know, stereo bros but on a macro level you know the larger platforms are the ones that are more into the bs and more status quo and less pushing the envelope because people want to keep sponsorship mm-hmm. dollars rolling in but if the network could be to where it was actually free where people could actually talk they talk without worrying about losing bread and it could monetize it in a way that they felt like i I can pay my bills and still talk my talk that people would, you know, probably have much more of a stake in actually trying to control it. But the folks that come in like a, a rapper in Chicago got killed recently and a very culture vultural type platform interviewed his mom. And I'm just mm. like, that's some real like mm. bozo type shit. Like that's very yeah. mystic of it. Yeah. But, you know, people will still defend that and say, well, that's journalism. And I'm like, nah, that's, that's sensationalism. And he's a sensationalist. Mm-hmm. You're basically just like exploiting a mother's like pain mm-hmm. for a small bread. Cause you may get a million views out of that and you may give a thousand dollars most mm-hmm. on the high end, if, if anything at all. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. You know, and I and I and I I don't want to make this a um, white or black thing, but but we are talking about Mr. White Chocolate, and so I just you know, in keeping with that, uh, it just brings me back to a conversation I was having a few uh, nights ago, where um, 
my sentiment as it relates to, you know, just people who believe they are white, uh, where it, where how I feel about them is that they, they, there's a certain level of natural oppiness to them. And that, that even if um, you might trust them with your life, it doesn't mean that they're not being oppy somewhere else. Like it's almost built in, right? Because this man was accepted and, and promoted within this culture because everyone was under the belief that he was just, you know, really a fan, an enthusiast and a, and, and a lover of what the carnival culture had to give him. And in the faces of four black people on an interview, <laughs> he was like, I paved the way for black people. And he's like, that's not, I didn't mean it like this. I meant this. And then in the, the bullshit apology was like, well, the way the video was edited and it's like, this is not. But there was a post that he wrote in like February that literally said, I paved the way for Caribbean dancers. So that's exactly what he meant. You get what I'm saying? But, but getting still, we're in, we're in September now and the shit is blowing up, which means that like the co-signage was still carrying on for some time. The apology just came out this week. So like, you know, it just, it just, and I know that uh, culture vulturing essentially can happen by, can be perpetuated by anybody. You just have to be outside of that culture that you're perpetuating it. Right. That you're, that you're, you know, but as it relates to this white chocolate guy and and the Caribbean and I and this is by no means you know me saying that white white Caribbean people are all oppie and that's that's not it but like I really that control your cool is so accurate especially unfortunately from visitors outside of the Caribbean we're not talking about to somebody who was born in Antigua and this is them and they just happen to be white that is just not who I'm talking about I'm talking about the people who their vacation home is in um Port of Spain Trinidad and they're there two or three times a year and then suddenly there's a Trinidad and Tobago patch on their book bag in uh-huh. Milwaukee and yeah. then then they're organizing you know fets and shit it's like we have to we have to get comfortable giving these people, you know, tiered membership into right. the culture. Like even as like someone who is a Grenadian American, I also have Guyanese roots. I would never put myself out there as a uh, a influencer of Girl. that culture. You know, Girl. the audacity. <laughs> like I just. Like, like what, what makes you feel so comfortable? Like, I don't understand. Like, and there's such a line, like you can be an enthusiast without, without making it seem like you're creating, like you can pay respect and homage. And I think that's what the line is, is like, there's white people in all of our culture that have been in hip hop that have been in, in Caribbean culture, you know? Sure. And I think the way they stay good in the community without being outed or kicked out or whatever is when you pay the right amount of homage and give respect to those who have allowed you, Uh allowed you to Uh participate Uh and you Uh can show your contribution, Uh never mistake your contribution as like the founding. Right. Like. Cause you're like, you paved the way for Caribbean dancers. What about. Like Caribbean dancers from where? Who taught you how to dance? Who taught you how to dance? Did you come out of the womb? Did your mama teach you to dance? Your mama taught you to whine? They didn't teach you that. Girl, the ridiculousness. It's just so brazen. I'm like, you can't be serious, miss. And you from Britain. Britain just keep fucking up. These European nations just keep fucking up. It's their cultural nature. It's the oppiness. I told you, there's a certain level of oppiness in the genetic. It's like, it's almost like, like, uh, yeah, that colonialism. If they can't help it, it's almost triggered. Like, you know, like, even if they want to, even, even if he meant well, because I think that he really did mean well, but um, that genetics kicked in and fucked it all up. <laughs> yeah, so he has over 150,000 followers, but that, that apology was super trash. Trash, you sorry. But I think that's a good place to uh, wrap. My words for this week are to uh, go get your sweaters, put the white tees away. It's full. It's Let's full. It. Yeah. October's around the corner. So 
the month that, you know, wonderful women were made. And so I'm very excited for it to be around the corner. Um, my parting words today is, you know, to, um, I know the weather outside is frightful. <laughs> the news too. <laughs> All that shit is frightful. But I will say that, like, I think now is the most opportune time for everyone to just kind of let go of what you thought you were and step into who you believe you are. You know, I think that we sometimes we allow this crazy shit to, to kind of knock us off of our square into believing that we, you know, I don't want us to live out of trauma identities anymore. And outside is like trauma, 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 trauma. So if there's any area of your life where you have been, you know, shrinking in some way, I challenge us all to uh, to kind of shed that that identity, shed that that I can't do this for this reason. Shut that shit and be brand new in mm. this new in this new new season. Those are my parting words this week. Here you go. Any uh, parting words, guys. Hmm. <laughs> Remaining hopeful. This news, this Ruth Bader Ginsburg news is yeah. It's 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 not shocking. It's just that it's just like, damn, I prayed. Yeah. I said yeah. I said a prayer too for Ruth. Like, girl, pull through. Like, she's been holding on. She has. She's been fighting. And I feel like I just don't want that fight to be in vain. Like I just I just hope we freaking pull this off in November. Like then to only not have time to rest to keep going, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. demand things from from all your your people who are supposed to be leading you mm-hmm. demand them shits now too don't even don't even wait for a swear in don't wait for none of that demand it now <laughs> make sure you let's, follow let's us be, let's be positive about it and 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 remain hopeful that we can fight the good fight amen to that go follow us on stereo underscore bros on your favorite platform StereoBros.com forward slash shop to get some merch over and out. No matter where we face, we must face a moment of truth, baby.